Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Wild Feather. I am Brooke, your podcast host, and I'm super excited and happy to have Allison Roberts on our show today. She is changing lives one shiver at a time. She is really passionate and changing lives through bursts of exercise that are helping people get in shape, heal trauma, also getting their bodies back. Like this woman is the real deal. She's remarkable. She lost 45 pounds from having a baby to going to a bodybuilding contest and prepared for that contest by doing 10 minutes of exercise a day through this bursts of exercise, shall we say? She has an app. It's super cool. I highly recommend you guys check it out. But first of all, let's listen to her story because she's uh, done some remarkable things in her life. to have you join us for a little backstory. I met Allison Roberts at the Women's Venture Summit and she had us do, she got up on stage and had us do these crazy one minute like exercise things. And so there's a reason for it and I can't wait to dive, dive into all of that. But first, welcome Allison Roberts. She is the CEO and co-founder of Burst Fitness. So excited to have you. Thanks, Brooke. Happy to be here. Yeah. So where are you in the country? I live in Utah, uh, close to Salt Lake City. I love Utah. It's beautiful. Are you a skier by chance? I am skiing, not snowboarding. <laughs> so uh, try to hit the slopes as, as much as I can. I do have two kids. So that's cool. Do you have a favorite? You have so many to choose from out there. Brighton is a really nice one. I've got to go with Brighton. I used to live in Utah and I lived up by Snow Basin. Uh, so that was kind of my home resort. Yeah, I liked that resort. Anyway, so I did a Spartan race in Snow Basin Resort. Oh, yeah, that's hardcore. I've been there when they did like bike races and stuff. So you are the founder of Burst Fitness. How did you come? So it looks like you've gone from like being an analyst, financial analyst and business analyst to now the founder of a fitness app. So I would love to hear about that journey and how you started your startup journey. When I was uh, in college, you know, I had a lot of opportunity career paths um, and I decided I just wanted to learn a little bit about everything. When I was 12 years old, I wrote in my journal that I wanted to uh, start a business one day. So I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but that's a really big project. There's so much to it. So I just started chipping away at things. So um, I worked in HR for nine months, helped stand up a call center. And then I worked in data analytics for a while after graduation. I was a supply chain analyst for an internship. Um, and I also did financial analysis 
uh, for Ford. So I worked at three Fortune 500 companies. Um, and, you know, through these not very long stints, but I through time in each of these different organizations, I picked up experience in HR, in finance, in operations, in um, yeah, data analytics. I, I just got a flavor for everything. And then I realized, you know, I, I like all of these, but I get bored quickly. And I love entrepreneurship because there's always something to keep your attention. You're constantly having to shift gears. You're constantly having to try new things. Um, and that's something that I loved. And so I started my business, my first version of what is now Burst. I started it while I was working full time as a financial analyst. So in the mornings, I would get up, I would work from 5 to 7 a.m. And then I would get my baby ready. He was about like between three and 10 months old at the time, I'd get him ready. I'd go to work from 8.30ish until about five o'clock. And then I'd come home, I'd spend time with my baby from five to seven, he'd go to bed, and then I'd work on my business from seven to 10.30. And it was just so much work. I was constantly working, um, constantly trying to balance all of these different things. <laughs> so, uh, and then I decided to just do Burst full-time. I quit my job. I focused on Burst full-time. Um, and it's definitely been nice to be able to focus my efforts. Um, there's plenty to keep me busy uh, inside of the business. So anyway, that's kind of my backstory. Yeah. Well, you certainly can keep busy being an entrepreneur and a founder of a startup. There's never... Um... There's never a moment of not something to do or something to learn. So now, do you have a fitness background? I think you mentioned to me that you were really uh, like state level. Is that right? National level. Yes. So when I was younger, I was a national elite athlete in track and cross country. So top 100 across the nation for the one mile and the two mile. Um, so I used to work out four hours a day. I would run 50 miles a week. Um, very, very accustomed to really pushing myself physically, um, and just trying to, you know, perfect my times. Um, and then, you know, I, I started my career. I had my child, I gained 30 pounds. Yeah. Um, and, and through the course of like starting real life, I realized, you know, I don't have four hours to work out. I don't even have half an hour. I have like five to 10 minutes a day if I'm being realistic with myself. And that's kind of what prompted my journey with starting Burst Fitness. Um, so I started researching, you know, the most effective and time efficient ways to exercise. And that's when I found Quick Burst Exercise. So Quick Burst Exercise was actually discovered by doctors in an attempt to help people with diabetes and uh, insulin resistance and things like that. And so through the course of looking at these research studies, I decided like I'm going to do five to 10 minutes of these exercises a day. And I was able to lose 45 pounds and enter a bodybuilding competition just eight months after having my baby. That's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, first of all, it's amazing that within that short amount of time, right? And then it's even triple amazing that you did it doing bursts of exercise. So for our audience, explain what a burst of exercise is. 
Quick burst exercise is an emerging category of fitness, and this is the first time it's been commercialized. So burst fitness is the first time anyone has commercialized the methodology of QBE, and basically it entails doing one minute of exercise as fast as possible. So, you know, true to its name, a quick burst of exercise, you're just going to do one minute at a time periodically throughout the day. The most common type of quick burst exercise is shivering. And I know that that might sound kind of strange, but shivering is the body's fastest way to burn calories. And if you shiver for one minute at a time, you can actually burn up to 100 calories. About 70% of that calorie burn will be within the one minute time period. And then about 30% of the calories burned will be within the following, you know, few hours with the metabolic increase you have due to these exercises. Um, and so that's, that's basically what we teach people do these shivering exercises. There's also a second type of quick burst exercise. It's called flexing. And with flexing, you flex your muscles as hard as possible for about three to five seconds per muscle group. And it's essentially a very quick burnout. By doing this quick flexing exercise, you achieve burnout without ever risking injury to yourself because no weights are involved. Um, and so by doing one minute of shivering before a meal, you're able to burn the calories and kind of help yourself lose weight if that's your goal. And then by flexing your muscles afterwards, you're able to, to use all of the calories you just took in to help build your muscle groups. Um, and just five to six minutes of these exercises a day, people see results very quickly. How many did you do a day whenever you were losing your um, baby weight? So in preparation for my bodybuilding competition and as I was losing my baby weight, um, I did about five minutes of exercise a day on average. Um, as I got closer to the bodybuilding competition, I did about 10 minutes of exercise a day. And it's funny because like, I never went into it trying to enter a bodybuilding competition. Like that was not my goal. My goal was to lose all of this baby weight because I didn't feel like my normal self. I didn't feel, you know, like the fit girl that had been my identity from almost my entire life. I wasn't her anymore. And I wanted to get back to that. I wanted to feel fit. I wanted to feel like I could do whatever I wanted to do physically. Um, so yeah, I did about five minutes a day. And then I started to see the results. And I was like, holy crap, like I lost 30 pounds in three months. That was super fast. And then I started to think like, this method works so well. What's a, what's a way that I could prove to the world that this can go toe to toe with like any fitness program? Uh, you know, maybe training for a marathon, but that's not really the same thing. It's more like that's cardio. This is, this is like changing your physiology. So that's when I decided to do the bodybuilding competition. I was like, I've never done one before. This is super outside of my comfort zone. But like, what if I actually entered a competition with this, right? I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> like, that'd be nuts. I have friends that have been in those competitions. And let me tell you, they train like pretty intensively and their eating habits are, uh, they're just crazed with it for months, right? Well, and like one thing I noticed when I was at my bodybuilding competition was like, you know, me having done about five to 10 minutes a day, 
obviously couldn't really relate to the rest of the competitors there. Um, you know, they were talking about like, oh, my husband, he's frustrated because he never sees me anymore. And I'm at the gym like two or three <laughs> hours a day. And I'm just like, yeah, that's that's a lot. That's hard. You know, and I just like, <laughs> I don't know. And like, I should also say, I didn't win the competition. I think I placed like sixth out of 12 or something. Um, but I'm okay with that. Like middle of the pack. <laughs> That's fine by me. For sure. Doing 10 minutes a day. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> you know, are you familiar with Andrew Huberman? Have you ever heard of him? Mm-hmm. He had, I listened to this video that he had at, he has on YouTube or something. And he was saying that if you twitch your leg, like people that, twitch their leg throughout the day, burn more calories, or it's one way to like burn calories, I guess. They're more fit. You can get more fit by, and it just, whenever I met you and I heard about Burst Fitness, it reminded me of that because he was like, if you need, you know, the concept of just move and you'll get yourself energized out of your mental state and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, just bounce your leg. Nervous twitches, right? I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I I heard of that, and um, we're actually I would love to get Andrew Huberman on our advisory board. That's like one of my to do list items because <laughs> I just I think that you know he understands we have the same mission. Um, but uh, there there was another thing like on the same thread, <laughs> I learned recently that um, these shivering exercises can also be used to help overcome trauma. Um, it's called a trauma release exercise. And I don't know, like when you think about a really traumatic experience, say you get into a car accident, for example, um, you know, your fight or flight methods, like they, they go up and you're trying to protect yourself and you got adrenaline and all these things. And then once the danger has passed, uh, oftentimes you'll shake. You know, you just like people say like, oh, she's shaking like a leaf, you know, you'll shake after a really scary event. And that's something that you need to be able to complete the fight or flight cycle. Sorry, that's something that you need to be able to complete the fight or flight cycle. And so when you have, you know, triggers throughout your life, like say you had an event, it was really scary, and then you're triggered by it later on. If you are equipped to know that you should shiver once you're triggered, it will help you to be able to burn off and complete that fight or flight cycle, which will help you to avoid internalizing the trauma, which then leads to PTSD. So I just thought that that was super interesting. We're working on partnering with organizations that help victims of abuse and trauma um, to be able to have these methodologies at their disposal. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I've got lots of questions for you. One is, well, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go founder ish on you for a second. So you obviously have done quite a bit in your early career in learning a vast amount of experience, but you're not a develop. I did not hear you mention developer in there. Not a developer so <laughs> at all. <laughs> right, right. So I think a lot of the uh, some of the challenges that some women face are they're non-technical founders, which um, in your case would be the case. So you have this great idea, but when you go to build an app, 
like it can you can send yourself out of business real quick if you make the wrong decision trust me i know so how did you what was your strategy in that and how did you go about navigating that yeah so I will just say like, I'm going to tell you what I did and then I will tell you what I wish I would have done (laughs) because those are very different things. So with the first version of the platform, I used um, a company called Buildfire and they're basically like a Wix. Um, They're a Wix for mobile platforms. So you can just take some of their, uh, what do you call it? You can take some of their features and just off the shelf, put it into your product. And that's a great way to start testing. I think our initial product out the door was like $3,500. It was super cheap in terms of like development work just to be able to test and see like, oh, does someone want to pay for my product? Is it good or not? Um, And I think that that was really, really helpful. Then coming out of that, I realized I wanted to own my code. So You know, when you use something like BuildFire, they own the code. If you ever want to walk away from them, you cannot take the code with you. You will have to start from scratch. So while it's a cheap way to test your idea, you don't own it and you can't go anywhere else with it. Um, So then I had to start from scratch because I didn't want to build with them forever, right? They're They're not a customizable enough dev shop to be able to do what I needed to do. And so then I kind of created a Figma file that you could tap through. So it was a design for the entire platform, start to finish, what I wanted the screens to look like, what I wanted the functionality to be. So I definitely recommend creating a view of what you want in Figma. It's free. Um, It's a great tool and you can link pages. You can figure out like how it's going to flow. You can create, you know, flow charts, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I, I was thinking about like, do I get funding? Do I find a co-founder? Um, so in the end, I actually found a technical co-founder, our CTO, and he coded from scratch the, the version one of our platform. Um, so taking the experience I had from the other prototype, he built our platform and then he released, um, you know, different, different features onto that platform. And, um, that was really helpful and it was great to be able to have a product that was available in Apple and Google play and start collecting data that way. Um, and we were able to do it without giving up too much equity. Um, because I brought on my technical co-founder, um, at the time I had him on a four year vesting schedule and, uh, with a one year cliff four year vesting schedule, one year cliff. If you're going to be doing any kind of partnerships or co-founder positions, you definitely want to have a vesting schedule in place because even though someone might be really hot on something right now, they may not in three years from now. And you don't want them to vest the entire amount of equity that you put on the table for them. So because my co-founder left before his vesting time was up, he did not get the full amount, which I can then use to you know, attract other talent. So anyway, that was the next version. And then um, I was in the process of fundraising, um, trying to build for the next version. And, you know, we ran into some problems like everyone else with this economic downturn, like fundraising became difficult um, and we had to bootstrap most of it. So I've only taken $25,000 in funding up to this point and I have bootstrapped much more than that. 
Um, and that's just kind of what you have to do when you're in a down market. You have to do what it takes. That, yeah, that's not much money, though, to take. <laughs> that That's impressive, you know, especially building an app. Like, it sounds like you're very passionate about, obviously, I would hope that you would be passionate about. So what do you wish you would have done differently? Yeah, I mean... If I if I could go back and just tell myself hindsight is 2020, I would have told myself do a lot more smaller tests and do them a lot more frequently. So like do a lot of experiments and and then sell. So I think what I got caught up in is like I want to have a perfect product and I want to have something that my customers will love because I don't want to offend anybody by giving them a product that's subpar. And sometimes we get caught up in this idea of like perfection but I would have been able to spend so much less time on everything. My process would have been shortened tremendously if I had like released uh, released a new feature, you know, only took like a four week dev cycle and then sold that, that feature very heavily. So finding people in my community and being like, hey, I want you to try this. Here's a flyer, download it. Tell me what you think about my product. Um, because I would go longer periods of time without selling my product. And you can spend a lot of dev time building something that nobody gives a crap about. Like, that's one thing that I realized, you know, we spent a lot of time perfecting features that no one was going to use. And we didn't know that they weren't going to use it until we actually took it to customers. And if we had known that sooner, we would have saved ourselves a lot of time. So that's what I would have done. So consumer feedback. So you talk about, um, you know, the benefits of this, and I can tell that you're very passionate about the purpose of what these exercises do. Um, let's talk about how this really impacts or can impact the individuals in today's circumstances. Like I know that you had mentioned uh, the the stats are staggering to me <laughs> about how much exercise women don't get right in today's society. So tell us, enlighten us on that and share your insight. Yeah, well, and uh, you can see here, I, I am an example of the women that I serve. We're very busy <laughs> and oftentimes juggling childcare while trying to build our businesses or work or what have you. Um, so I'm going to throw some stats at you really quick. <laughs> um, over 80% of women do not get enough exercise. And 75% um, of mothers to young children have jobs. So a lot of us, like we have children and if we have children, we are working most of the time. Um, so when you combine that, the amount of time like dedicated and demanded by all of these different competing priorities is immense. Um, and because of that, over like with over 80% of women not getting enough exercise, that's leading to the longest decrease in life expectancy that we've seen in over a century. So women are dying younger and their, their health is really suffering because they are so busy. They really just don't have time to work out. And that's, that's what I get so passionate about because I think that exercise and good health, I mean, it's something that we all deserve. We all deserve to be healthy. We all deserve to be able to get in the shape that we want to be in. Whether or not, you know, we have two hours to work out at the gym, whether or not we have a home gym, whether or not we can afford it. So 
Um, I think that that's where, you know, I'm really interested in leveling the playing field and just time is the number one element. The number one reason that people don't get enough exercise is a lack of time by making it only five minutes a day. I mean, who doesn't have five minutes a day? That's like a bathroom break. That's like a water break. That's totally doable. And it's not even five minutes altogether. It's one minute at a time, five times a day, right? So anyway, I, I kind of look at it as like little little uh, exercise vitamins, if you will. It's not a lot, but it makes all the difference for your health. It easily happens faster than you realize, even when you're really active and going to the gym, you're like, I'm never going to give this up. I'm always going to do this and keep this momentum and keep this routine. But it takes you one week to get totally whacked off the knocked off the wagon and then like to get back on. It's crazy. I mean, and it's, it's, it's just amazing because you get pulled in so many different directions that um, it's very easy to be in the non in the 80 percentile of that group right so i think this is fantastic because it's not uh intimidating it's yeah i mean it's not intimidating it's not like our intention right it's not like we're like just thugs and we're just not doing anything we're busy but we're busy doing everything else and we get pulled in extraction so i think it's fantastic because it's helpful and you i was i was telling my friends about it and they're like well where I can't do this at work. I'm like, go to the bathroom. Surely you spend more than a minute in the bathroom. Just like shake your tail, shiver for a minute in the bathroom if you have to, right? Like you can do it. I promise you, you know? Yeah, no. And, and I have, I, I actually like, just, just so you guys like on that note, when I was preparing for my bodybuilding competition, like I was still working, I was doing full-time hours as a financial analyst And so I would go to the bathroom and I would exercise or I would uh, go to an empty conference room and just pray that nobody opened the door in the next 60 seconds. Um, And, you know, if someone does, like, it's not the end of the world. You just act like you're doing jumping jacks and someone's like, oh, you know, they're just exercising. (laughs) So (laughs) there are ways around it for sure. Right. Hit up a conference room or something. Just, uh, yeah. Go to your car. I don't know. You can fit it in for a minute. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, your right? car. Like, that's a great option. You can make it happen. Yeah. Well, first of all, have you had any challenges along the way um, that you've had to overcome or think outside of the box to overcome? Like, what would you say your biggest obstacle or obstacles have been? Um, I think the biggest obstacle with what I'm trying to do is is trying to create something that has never existed before. So like, and I've talked with a lot of mentors about this. It's It's been challenging because, you know, for example, if you're starting a real estate business, how many examples do you have of people before you who have done what you were trying to do? You're trying to invest in these properties. You're trying to rent them out possibly. People have done that over and over and over again. However, for me, I'm trying to create an entirely new category of fitness that has never existed before. Right now, today, if you ask somebody, what do you think about shivering as an exercise form? People are going to be like, excuse me? <laughs> like, you want me to do what now? <laughs> yeah, right. It's bizarre. Right. No one has ever thought of it that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got to educate people on what it is. 
yes, you have to educate people on what it is. Um, and that's been that's been challenging. So I'm trying to create something that's never really existed before. And it's it's been a challenge because like I'm so passionate about this, but it's taken me a long time to figure out how to communicate this to other people, to, to figure out how to communicate the benefits and the science in a way that they will understand and care about. Um, and I think, you know, if I could go back and tell my younger self, <laughs> I may not tell her how long it's going to take to get to this point because it might be discouraging. Um, but I think if I had a piece of advice for anyone, I would just say, like, give yourself some grace because this is it is a really tough endeavor in general to be an entrepreneur. If you are trying to create something that has never existed before, it is going to be even harder. It may be 10 times harder than just being an entrepreneur in general. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm a glutton for punishment though. Like I'm, I'm here, I'm here to make it happen. And it's, it's been exhausting and I've had to recharge a lot, but um, yeah, I would say that that's probably the biggest struggle. We are supported by Masami. Masami is clean premium hair care with a Japanese ocean botanical for weightless hydration and shine. We love their products in my house. My daughter has really thick long hair and I have really fine thin hair and we both love the Masami shampoo and conditioner. Masami is vegan, cruelty free, non-toxic, clean, gender neutral and works for every hair type and texture whether straight or curly. Their products clean and moisturize their hair all at once. They've received several awards for their products, and after using them, you will look like you just walked out of the salon. They're eco-friendly, sustainable, vegan, plant-based, and the company is woman-owned. For 15% off, go to Love Masami. That's L-O-V-E-M-A-S-A-M-I dot com backslash the Wild Feather Podcast and enter the Wild Feather Podcast in the coupon code for 15% off your entire order. You mentioned that you have a mentor or you've had mentors. So I know a lot of women, I think founders sometimes would love to have a mentor. They just don't know how to find one or or where to go to get a good one. And I also think there's a fear about being told or led to do something incorrectly, like guiding them wrong. What do you have what advice do you have or how did you find your mentors? Do you have any advice for people about mentors? Yeah, so mentors are huge and I mean I, I wouldn't say that they're like strict mentors in the sense like I've had the conversation, oh, hey, Sally, I really like you. I want you to be my mentor. So mentor me, you know, like it's never been like that. It's been more like, hey, I love what you're doing. I, I think you've got an amazing experience. Could I take you out to lunch sometime? Um, and then you just kind of start that relationship. And then every so often you can text some questions like, hey, you know, I'm dealing with this problem what do you think I should do about this? Or my gosh, like I just talked with so-and-so and they think that my product is totally off base. What do you think? Um, and I, I've actually been really amazed how willing people are to help you out. 
Um, because like, I think as entrepreneurs, we understand it is so hard. And when you meet someone who's like 15 years down the road, 10 years down the road, even five years down the road, they know what you've been through. They know what it's like, and they're more than happy to help you as much as they're able. Um, and in terms of like finding the right mentors, or you had also mentioned like, what if someone leads you astray? Like, what if you're worried that they're going to give you bad advice? This is where I just feel like, I think there's a book, it's called Fail Fast, this concept of failing quickly so that you can get through it. Um, I honestly think that like you need to make mistakes as quickly as possible because you will learn from those and you will grow from those. And if you work your way through like 20 mistakes in a year instead of three years, you're just going to be that much more ahead. So like, I wouldn't worry about it too much. I feel like as women especially we're afraid to take risks um, and we're afraid to look stupid. We're, we're afraid to like lose face because something that we did messed up. Like my attitude towards making mistakes has always been to um, just go for it. And I would rather try and fail than never try at all. Because if you never try, you always fail, right? If you never put yourself out there, you will always fail. So like from my, my childhood, you know, I started competitive swimming at 13 years old. And if you know anything about the sport, that's a really late age to start competitive swim. Most children have been, you know, practicing their strokes until like since five or six years old. So I felt really behind. And my first day of practice, they stuck me with the five and six year olds. And like I ran into lane lines, I skinned my nose on the bottom of the pool. Uh, it was a disaster. It was like 100% every way you can imagine disaster. And, you know, I stuck with it, though. And by the end of the season, I had become the fastest female swimmer on my team. And I was really proud of myself. Um, but that's all to say, like, if I had stopped where I was the, in my first day of practice, um, I would have just been like, oh, well, I, I'm a failure at swimming and I suck at it and I'll never do that again. You know, as opposed to that just being the start of the story and continuing on with that until it became much better. And I feel like that's kind of how you have to think about it with your business journey as well. I may suck at this right now, and that is totally fine because I'm learning. So what is your motivation? What keeps you motivated? My motivation is largely my children and my personal um, fulfillment. So you know, they talk about there's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And first there's safety, and then food, and then shelter, and then social validation, and then self fulfillment at the very top. And I'm in a fortunate position where, you know, I have I have everything leading up to, you know, the self fulfillment piece. And, you know, for me, I want to provide the kind of change in the world that I want to see. And so like with these exercises, with building burst, I want to see a world where women have the health and wellness that they need to live their best lives. Like for me, that would be great. I would love it if I never had to talk to another one of my friends and her just come to me and just be like, you know, I just don't know what I'm going to do now that I've had my baby. I don't know if I'll ever get my body back. Like if no one ever had to experience that again, and if women could know, like, no matter what you've been through, 
if it's childbirth or stress or your career or whatever, like you never have to feel like, I don't know if I'll ever get my body back. If I could solve that problem, I would be so happy. (laughs) My life would have had a very good positive impact in the world. Um, And then, you know, for my children, like, you know, I've always kind of thought big picture, like, I'd love to change the lives of millions one day. And I, I want to impact the world. And and I still do. But after having my own children, I have two kids, Titus and Darius. And having had children of my own, I realized like, I can help people in the world, I can help millions of people. But, you know, my children, I am the number one person in their lives right now, with them being so little and so small. They just, they look up to me and they care about me and they rely on me for everything. And I owe it to my children to give them the best life that I possibly can. And so, you know, I'm trying to build this company so that I can have time freedom. And, you know, even in the process of being an entrepreneur, I wouldn't say that I have a ton of time freedom because I'm still in the grind. I'm still in it and working my way through lots of problems. But Um, I try to be present with them like every single day. And when my sons ask like, oh, mommy, like, where are you going? Like, what are you, what are you doing at this conference? And I tell them like, mommy's going to help women feel better. Mommy's going to help them feel better with births. And they're like, okay, good, good job, mommy. And I'm just like, (laughs) so this is, this is why, you know, I do what I do. And I don't think that there's anything else I could work on that would be able to keep me the way that this has. Like, you know, so many of the jobs that I held before, I just didn't care about it very much. I mean, I I try to be a hard worker. I try to push myself, but the passion just wasn't there because I don't care about almost anything else (laughs) when it comes to business. It's like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to be a cog in a big corporate wheel and I may make, you know, one tenth of a percent of a difference for the organization at large. And it's like, no, you know, when you have something that you really care about, like it will carry you through so much. You get out of bed excited to go to work and, you know, you you have this this motivation inside of you that will not let you quit no matter how hard it is, no matter how challenging and how much blood, sweat and tears like you just you have this motivation. You cannot stop. And like that's what I've experienced. Like there have been times where I thought to myself, like, gosh, this is so freaking hard. Like what, what is happening? And, you know, just having that, having that backbone of like purpose, I think is what I need to be able to continue to build my business. If it wasn't there, I probably wouldn't still be here. Yeah, but you know your why. Knowing your why is like the most important thing you can do that will sustain you throughout the entire journey. I believe that. So I think that's awesome. So I just started doing this and uh, I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you have like a favorite motto or slogan or slogan for the week or saying for the week or month or your life motto? Uh, that you can share with us? Yeah, so um, this has changed over time. I'll just say like, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the book Think and Grow Rich, but it talks about having a definite chief aim in life. So I've gone through several different iterations of that as like I'm learning about myself and what I want out of my life. 
Um, and I haven't refreshed that yet. That's usually on my lock screen. Um, but I replaced my lock screen uh, with this quote because this basically surmises everything that I'm trying to do right now. This is a quote from Victor Hugo. And it says, nothing is more powerful than an idea whose time has come. And like, even saying that right now, it gives me goosebumps. I'm just like, oh, you know, I get so excited about that because, you know, it's true. Like nothing is more powerful than an idea whose time has come. I've been working on building Burst for four years, but we are starting to see momentum and traction that just far surpasses anything that we've seen in those last four years. And I feel like, you know, the next couple of years are going to make a big difference for me and my business. And I think that the world is ready for a quick burst exercise. I think that the world is ready for, you know, this new methodology. Um, and I think that that can extend to far beyond just like what I'm doing, you know, that, that would be the case for so many different things. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's what I look at every day when I open my phone. Now I'm just like, okay, let's get ready. Let's do this. Love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So two questions, two more questions, and then we'll let you get back to your, your, your children and your life. But one is how can we help you succeed? What do you need and how can we help? Yeah. So, um, I mean, right now we're taking on users. We have our MVP minimum viable product. It's available on Apple and Google play would love for users to download it. It's a free one month trial. So you don't have to like commit financially to stuff. Um, and then, uh, you know, just giving me feedback. So um, you can either send that in our platform, you have a, me uh, a message us or like a contact us button in there, or you can reach out to me directly. My email is allison at burstfitnessapp.com. So A-L-L-I-S-O-N at B-U-R-S-T-F-I-T-N-E-S-S-A-P-P, burstfitnessapp.com. <laughs> Would love to hear. Um, just like, recommendations, you know, we're, we're fundraising right now and we have a roadmap for features that are going to be released between now and the end of the year. Um, because new year's is huge for us. Um, new year's, 60% uh, of fitness purchases are made in the new year time period, uh, for the entire year, right? It's, it's a big, big number. And so we're gearing up to be able to hit that really hard. Um, and so any feedback that you have for us, we'd be more than happy to hear it. Um, and we will be putting it into our roadmap for development. Um, and that's, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, if you guys know investors, you know, we're always, we're always talking with investors, but, uh, those are the two main pushes for us right now. Okay. So downloads and investors. Got it. Any investors listening? Uh, this is a good opportunity. Uh, would that be, that'd be like seed then, right? Series A, are you wanting angel investors? Yeah. Angel investors are great. So we're, we're actually closing funding with angel investors, like as of last week and over the next few weeks. Um, and then we're also raising like at the same time. So the angels kind of like a bridge round right now. Um, and then we're also raising, raising like our seed round. Um, but we understand that with this market, you know, timelines may be pushed out and we want to have cash in hand to build through the new year. Um, so, you know, venture capitalists and angels, very happy to have conversations. Yeah, for sure. 
Okay. And then uh, I may follow up with some questions on that just so I can kind of fine tune some um, opportunities for you. But then downloads. So they're in both Apple and Google Burst app. We'll include a link as well in the notes and in our socials. So check it out. Uh, I downloaded it. It's super cool too. And it reminds you. So uh, you you get reminders. You can set those up when you want them. It's great. So I, uh, I highly recommend. I just started though, so I can't really give any results. But <laughs> it's fun. It's great. I'm like, oh, I don't have to go to the gym today. I, I, I still feel accomplished. Like I accomplished something. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us. I am grateful to have you and thank you for sticking with us through um, all the home stuff going on and the child stuff going on. But um, we wish you the best of luck. And if there's anything that we can do to help you succeed, let us know. We'll pass on the info to everyone and um, good luck. I can't wait to see what the next year brings for you. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, subscribe to our channel, The Wild Feather. If you want to learn more about our guests or their products and companies, you can visit our website at thewildfeatherpodcast.com. While you're there, you can sign up for our newsletter to receive info on our upcoming episodes. Follow us on social media to get the latest deets. We're on all of them, so pick your favorite and follow us. And if you're a founder and need funding or accelerator info or business resources, you can go to our website, thewildfeatherpodcast.com and find some valuable information and resources there. No matter if you're a founder, your investor, or what your path is, just remember you were born with wings. are supported by Masami. Masami is clean premium hair care with a Japanese ocean botanical for weightless hydration and shine. We love their products in my house. My daughter has really thick long hair and I have really fine thin hair and we both love the Masami shampoo and conditioner. Masami is vegan, cruelty free, non-toxic, clean, gender neutral, and works for every hair type and texture, whether straight or curly. Their products clean and moisturize their hair all at once. They've received several awards for their products, and after using them, you will look like you just walked out of the salon. They're eco-friendly, sustainable, vegan, plant-based, and the company is woman-owned. For 15% off, go to Love Masami, that's L O V E M A S A M I dot com backslash the Wild Feather Podcast and enter the Wild Feather Podcast in the coupon code for 15% off your entire order.